Okay, good evening, everybody. Topic this evening is finding heroes. I'd like to uh, delve into the concept of kavod ha-Torah, or as it's usually pronounced, kavod ha-Torah, giving honor to the Torah. What exactly does that mean? How does that manifest itself? And why is it so crucial for maintaining our own healthy connection to Yadus? and really enabling and inspiring the uh, future generations as well. Kavod HaTorah is one of the, uh, the most fundamental ideas that we have in Torah Hashkafa. We're all aware of the, the tragic story of Rabbi Akiva and his Talmidim um, passing away during this time between Pesach and Shavuos. And we're also aware of what the Gemara tells us. The reason why they were not saved from the plague was because lo nogu kavod zubazu. They weren't noeg, they didn't treat each other with respect. That's the language, that's the expression of the Gemara Vamos. They were not noeg kavod, they didn't act with reverence towards each other. Now it's interesting when the morale explains the significance of this time period. And it's always somewhat complex because on one hand, before Rabbi Akiva and his Talmidim, if you were to go back in time, what was the energy of Svira Somer? Right after Pesach, we're building up towards Shavuos. It was a time of excitement. It was a time of anticipation getting ready to be makabal the Torah again, to receive the Torah anew. It was a very happy time. Then we have this tragedy with Rabbi Akiva and his Talmidim and other tragedies that took place subsequently in history. And then suddenly the period of Sviris Omer is transformed from a time of simcha and excitement into a time of quasi-mourning. And now we find ourselves living in this strange balance where we're counting down to Shavuos, looking forward to the cheesecake. So we're excited about Matan Torah, but we're also practicing Minhoge Avelus. We're not shaving, we're not taking a haircut, we can't listen to music, we're not having uh, weddings or other simchas with music. Is it a coincidence that Rabbi Akiva's Talmidim passed away during this particular time period? Obviously not. So the morale explains as follows. When he quotes over the Gemara, he adds one word. Not that they were lacking respect for each other alone, but lo nogu kavod b'Torah, they did not act with reverence for the Torah. That's why they were not zocha to survive this particular pandemic. And when the Gemara explains they passed away during this time period between Pesach and Shavuos, yesh lefaresh ki hazman hazeh mi Pesach v'aratzeres mora al kavod ha-Torah. This is the time of the year, more than any other, 
where there, there needs to be this feeling of Kavod HaTorah. And because they were lacking Kavod HaTorah, they were lacking a reverence for the Kedusha, the sanctity, the opportunity of learning Torah. Writes the Maral, it was not a coincidence that they passed away during this period where the call of the hour has always been, we need to raise our madrega, we have to raise ourselves up in our feeling of, of, of Hashivas HaTorah. So it wasn't a coincidence. They did not give the proper honor that was due to the Torah through honoring their fellow Talmidim, their friends, and that's why they passed away between Pesach and Shavuos. Now at first glance, the morale is definitely adding a new idea into this Gemara that we would not have picked up on by ourselves. The Gemara never says explicitly that there was any lack of reverence for the Torah. The truth is, though, the Marsha seems to say something very similar. The Marsha, when he explains this Gemara, it wasn't just that they weren't speaking nicely to each other in the yeshiva, that there was a lack of uh, sensitivity. But says the Marsha, the lack of sensitivity was in the realm of me not caring as much as I should about your kavod HaTorah. Me not giving you the respect or the reverence that, that's worthy of another Ben Torah. So we have both the Maral and the Marsha giving us a little bit of a deeper insight into the, the flaw of the Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva. They were lacking not just in the Ben Adam Lachavero aspect, it wasn't just a, a sensitivity or a callousness, but, but there was a lack of chashivas ha-Torah. They didn't fully appreciate and embrace the kavod ha-Torah. What is kavod ha-Torah? So classic examples, right? when we take out the Torah from the Aaron, we stand up. It's kavod ha-Torah. When the Talmud Chacham walks into the room, we stand up because... He himself embodies the Chachmas HaTorah, the wisdom of Torah is living within him. The truth is, you look in the Mishnah and Sota, the very end of the Mesechta, and this is the famous Mishnah where it speaks about different qualities that were lost when different Tanayim passed away. The Mishnah first says, Mishamei Rebbe Akiva, Interesting. When Rabbi Akiva passed away, Batel Kavod HaTorah. The honor of Torah was nullified from the world when Rabbi Akiva passed away. Then it goes on to say later on in the Mishnah, Mishemes Rebbe Gamliel Hazokain. When Rabbi Gamliel, the elder, passed away, Batel Kavod HaTorah. Again, it seems like there is a different element of Kavod Torah that was lost when Rabbi Gamliel passed away. 
So what are these two qualities of Kavod HaTorah? One was taken from us when Rabbi Akiva died, and the other was taken from us when Rabbi Gamliel died. So Rashi explains, regarding the Kavod HaTorah that Rabbi Akiva embodied, Shahaya no Sein Libo, Rabbi Akiva gave his heart and soul, he would darshan, he would analyze every nuance of every letter. And for sure he would darshan, he would explain if there were extra words or extra letters. The reason why it was great Kavod HaTorah is because Rabbi Akiva was clearly living a life where he was assuming, where he was believing, where, where all of his efforts were based on the fact there's nothing lacking substance in the Torah. There is so much here to, to juice. There's so much depth. So he gave his heart and soul to be Doresh to explain everything because he had so much of an appreciation. He had a value. He was machshiv the Torah. There was nothing in the Torah, Torah Shebechsav and Torah Shebalpeh, that Rabbi Akiva thought didn't need depth, didn't need analysis. So that's one definition of Kavod HaTorah. Not necessarily doing an action of, of standing up or showing respect, but the mere fact that I have such a love, such an understanding and appreciation of what the Torah is, that's Kavod HaTorah. Rashi explains the next part of the Mishnah where it says, Rabbi Gamliel passed away. Again, Botel Kavod HaTorah. What element of Kavod HaTorah was lost when Rabbi Gamliel passed away? So he explains, based on the Gemara and Megillah, that until this point in time, when Talmidim would learn Torah, what position would they be in? They would be standing. Right? They'd be standing up. Why are you standing? Because how could you not stand? You have to learn mitoch eima, with a sense of, 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 of fear, of pachat, of trepidation. Once Rabbi Gamliel passed away, we didn't have that same strength. We couldn't stand for hours while learning. We had to sit down. Now, parenthetically, there is a misconception. Why is the place where young men learn called yeshiva? So many people would answer, because you sit and learn. Right? That's the phrase, you sit and learn. But that's not really where it comes from. It was called yeshiva even before they were sitting and learning. Even when they were standing and learning, it was still called yeshiva. Because yeshiva is not based on the position of the people learning, but it's actually based on yeshuv hadas, a place to, to be able to focus with a settled mind and, and absorb the chachmas hatorah. So, this other element of kavod hatorah seems to be more in the external presentation standing up while learning showing that we respect the Torah that we're learning. So I think we see from the Mishnah and Sota 
we really have these two expressions of kavod. One is just how much I value the Torah, how much depth I, I know is there, and therefore my Mesiris Nefesh, giving heart and soul to be able to, to get as much from the Torah as I possibly can. And then the other idea is what I'm actually doing to show my respect for Torah. The Gemara tells us in Brachos that when Rabbi Yehuda would begin speaking in any drasha gathering of people, he would always start off b'chvod Torah, by speaking about the kavod, the honor of Torah. And he would quote the Pasuk of the people going to inquire from Moshe, trying to find out the, uh, the intent of Hashem. Hashem Anyone who was mevakish Hashem, who was searching Hashem, they would go to the Ohel Moed. And Rabbi Yehuda would say that Talmidei Chachamim, Torah scholars, who travel from city to city, and they leave their families for long periods of time, Lilmo Torah in order to learn, Al Achas Kama V'chama, that's considered real Kavodah Torah. If traveling some distance to go to the Ohel Moed was impressive, and that was an expression of Kavodah Torah, meaning that was a clear indication of how much we would value the Torah, so then Kol Shekain, right, people who are really sacrificing, he was referring to the travel time, but you think of many, many sacrifices that people go through in order to learn Torah. If it's living the, uh, the kolel lifestyle, needing to, uh, to give up certain things, certain areas of Gashmias, that's an expression, said Rabbi Yehuda, of kavod ha-Torah. So that seems to be more in line with that first definition of kavod ha-Torah, not standing up or, or you're yelling, hooray, we love Torah. But the more I value, the more I machshiv what Torah is and how it's transformative, that feeling, that life is kavod ha-Torah. The second idea of kavod Torah that was bottle when Rabbi Gamliel passed away we find an allusion to in the Sefer HaChinuch. The Sefer HaChinuch says, explaining one of the many, many mitzvahs we have in the Parsha, Parsha's Kedoshim, The command is to stand up for the elderly, the Hadarta Penezokein, and to show splendor or glory in front of one who has acquired wisdom. So what's the shorish of this mitzvah? What's the rationale behind it? So explains the Sefer Echinuch. Why were we created? Our main task here is to acquire wisdom. Not just in an aloof or esoteric way, something that's external from who we are, but transformative wisdom. In order to come to a clear recognition, not just intellectually, but emotionally, of our Creator. 
Al Cain, therefore, Roy Livne Odem Lachabed Misha Hisig Oso, Umitochkach Yis Oru Acherim Aleha. Therefore, writes the Sefer Hachinuch, that it's appropriate for me to show respect for you if you've acquired a lot of that wisdom. And what am I gaining from doing that? Is it because you need it? It's because you, the Talmud Chacham, are now going to feel good about yourself because I'm standing up for you. It's mitoch kak. It's because when people see this, when this becomes the culture, this becomes the normal thing to do. These are the people we look up to. These are our role models. Then yisora cherem what you're doing is you're making it chashiv. You're making it something that has value. And therefore, people will be inspired. I want to be more like this. Not just so hopefully one day people will stand up for me. But I see this is what we look up to. So we have these two forms of kavod. Kavod in the way I feel that there's so much in the world of Torah that I want to connect with and therefore I'm willing to sacrifice. And then we have the second element of kavod of of showing respect, not just because it's proper decorum, but because this attitude, this behavior, will inspire others to achieve greater heights in their own acquisition of Torah. These are the two elements of Kavod HaTorah. It is an incredible thing when you look out into the secular world and you have some of the personalities who have a platform because they're well-known and they might be very good at a particular sport or, or they're an actor. And somehow everybody wants to know their political views, right? And, and what do you think about what's going on in politics? What do you think what's going on in philosophy? And I really care and I want to follow you. And all of your tweets, I can't wait to read them. Because obviously, if you're a wonderful athlete, you also must be a master of philosophy and sociology, and you have this wellspring of chachma overflowing in all areas of life. Now, how do sane people actually care about political or religious views coming from people who have no background, no training, and oftentimes not that much seichel? Why do I care what you have to say? Because human psychology is, the more we all look up to you for whatever you may be good at, that creates a, a sense of chashivas. I value you. I, I want to hear your opinion. Now, it might not make any sense to really care about your opinion in this particular area, but it's almost I, I can't help myself because you're so chashiv. Why are you so chashiv? Because that's the culture in which we live. People are machshivyu. So explains the Sefer Echinuch, when it comes to giving kavod, it's not about being uh, polite or showing respect just because that's the right thing to do. There's what to be said for that as well. But it's understanding the ramifications of creating an environment where we give chashivas, we give credit, we give value to those things and those people that should be taken seriously. We want you to be our role models. We don't want them to be our role models.
if we're lacking Kavod HaTorah, either element A or B, the results of that can be devastating. There's a beautiful piece from Rechaim Pinchas Scheinberg. This is number eight on the bottom of page two. He writes that we find the halacha, the Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us that the definition or one of the definitions of an apikoris, of a heretic who has no portion in the world to come, is somebody who puts down, who degrades a Torah scholar, even though you're doing all of the mitzvos, and even though you're waking up early to daven hashkama, and you're going to the mikveh every morning as well, if you put down a Torah scholar, you're an apikoris, you have no chilek in olam haba. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi Amri, the second opinion is, I would never, God forbid, put down the Talmud Chacham. What kind of chutzpah is that? But even if I would be the kind of person that would make fun of my friend in front of a Talmud Chacham, that's apikorsus, that's heresy. Because that clearly means you're, you're, you're lacking a chashivas. You're, you're, you're speaking like this? In front, of, in front of him? Don't you realize who he is? Don't you realize what he represents? How could you behave like this in front of him? So Scheinberg quotes the Rabbin Yonah in the Sharei Tshuva, where he elaborates on this Gemara. He says, Ki Someone who does not act with respect and reverence with Talmidei Chachamim, even though I may, not, I may not be directly putting a Torah scholar down, but I'm just speaking in a callous way with a friend. But since clearly the Torah is not Chashiv in your eyes, and, and, and you feel comfortable acting in this particular way, This is considered profaning. This behavior is desecrating the Torah if I'm not acting with respect in front of someone who has Chachmas HaTorah. Clearly, I don't get it. Clearly, I'm living in a warped reality. It's spoken about all the time. You know, Baruch Hashem, here, I think, uh, you know, we've made it a priority for many years, and I think, Baruch Hashem, we're doing pretty well with the cell phone issue during shul. But it's brought up often, and it's, I think it's similar to Lashon Hara in the sense that, like we mentioned on Shabbos, when that topic is brought up now, it's very hard to really listen to what you're saying because the automatic response is, I just tune out. Oh, the cell phone schmooze again. Shkoyach, we've been hearing that for years now. But, but to realize that if I'm interacting with my cell phone while I'm in shul, even if it's during the repetition of the Shmon Esrei, 
and I'm not, I'm not officially engaged in davening. But, but that takes away from the kavod, ha-Torah. If I really believed and I was living with an awareness that we're doing something together, we're communicating with the infinite Boreolam, and, and we're singing praises to be mechazek haramuna and bitacha, and fulfilling a mitzvah to, to, to call out in prayer, and I'm returning an email at the same time. So th- that means I don't get it. That means I'm living in a warped reality. That's a lack of kavod ha-Torah. So what did the maral mean? That because there was this, this void of being machshiv each other's Torah, that's why they passed away during this time between Pesach and Shavuos, where it's all about kavod ha-Torah. Why is this time all about the honor of Torah? So I saw in the, the Sefer, one of the many svarim of Rav David Cohen Shlita, the great Rosh Hashiva in Hebron. He quoted from the Sefer Echinuch, one of the most well-known pieces in the Sefer Echinuch, where he describes this process of Sirius Omer. He says, we know that the redemption from Mitzrayim was not just to be free, but rather the, the, the goal was to be able to be makabal the Torah, to live a life, a life of purpose and direction, to be an Am Segula. And therefore, Nitztavina Limnas Macharis Yom Tov Shel Pesach, we were given the mitzvah to count right after the first day of Pesach, Ad Yom Nesinas HaTorah, until the day where we received the Torah. For what purpose? Laharos Benavshenu Achofetz Agodol. El hayom ha-nichvar ha-nichsaf libeinu ke'evid yishof tzel. We're trying to demonstrate, we're trying to, to show that we look forward with anticipation. We can't wait for Kabbalah Satorah. Just like the evid, like the, the slave is, is, is waiting for freedom, just wanting to take that breath of fresh air. That's, that's our feeling as we approach Matan Torah. With our understanding of what Kavod HaTorah is, that it's much more than just the external actions or standing up because it's a nice thing to do, it's polite, it's, it's showing respect, but it's a value, it's a chashivas. When Rabbi Akiva passed away, Baltel Kavod HaTorah, why was he the, 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 the manifestation? Why did he embody Kavod HaTorah? Because he, he knew there was nothing empty in Torah. That's, that's kavod. I honor you and I respect you when I know who you are and I could value you and I appreciate you. The time of Pesach leading up to Shavuos is the time of kavod Torah. We appreciate, we, we stoke those coals of excitement as we look forward to kavod HaTorah, as the, we look forward to the Kabbalah HaTorah. Sen says the Meral, it was not a coincidence that Rabbi Akiva's students passed away. The call of the hour was lacking. They needed to raise their madrega in their own chashiva satora, and they failed in doing so. It wasn't just a lack of sensitivity for each other, but they didn't appreciate the other person's Torah. Now, if you analyze a little bit deeper... Why is it that sometimes it's hard for us to appreciate somebody else's Torah? Why is it hard for us to appreciate 
Talmide Chachamim. Obviously, you mention a name, someone who's accepted as one of the Gedolei Hador. We don't really know him that well, but okay. Then we stand in awe and reverence. But generally speaking, you know, my, my son's Rebbe, the, the Menahel, right, the local rabbi, the Rosh Hashiva, these people, we don't have that same need to be mechabed them. Because they're not Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky. They're not the Gedolei Hador. But I think herein lies an opportunity to either be machanech ourselves and our children in kavod ha-Torah and creating a sense of, of, of joy and, and respect for what Torah is, or if we fail, we could be in the parsha, we could be categorized as an apikoros. <laughs> That's really, we have one of these two options. If I can't bring myself, if I can't have the courage to speak highly about those individuals and those institutions who represent Torah. It doesn't mean I have to agree with every philosophy that's out there or every school or every yeshiva that's doing whatever they're doing. I don't have to agree. But if I can't be machshiv, the institutions and the people who are giving their lives to try to, to, to share Torah with others, and around the mishpacha, or Khalila, God forbid, around the children, we're just putting everything down. We're being mavatal everything. Nobody's good enough. Nobody has the real yashas like we do. They're, they're, oh, they're such frumies. Oh, the krumkites, such a frum. Or they're, 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 they're barely religious, right? They call themselves orthodox. It's so easy to, to, to be mavatal, to nullify anybody and everybody because we like doing it, it's kind of fun, it's entertaining, it's a good source of conversation, and it makes me feel better about myself when I could put other people down. That is an option we have when interacting with the world of Torah around us. If we choose that option, that basically means we're categorizing ourselves as an apikoris she'ein lo chilak lolam habo. Option number two is being able to disagree in a respectful way. And if something is really bothering me, have a conversation with them. Speak to the school about this particular policy. But overall, the conversation that I have in the bias around my children with my spouse, I'm speaking more about the positive qualities. I'm being mishabeach, those people who represent Torah. And even though, and this is such a, such a sad thing, even in the firm world, you could have people learning in yeshiva for many years, and they could be diligently studying yomam Valaila. But there's almost this feeling, you could look at them as, okay, a yeshiva guy. Yeshiva guy, what does he do? Okay, he's learning, okay, yeshiva guy. I can look at a, a balabas who's making a good parnasa. Even within the Frum world, through the religious lenses, I have more chashivas, I have more kavod, I have more respect for someone who's making a good living than I have for someone who's devoting his life or devoting her life to support Torah. 
the yeshiva family, it's a kolo family. It's not the same madrega of success. Falling into that world means we are falling into a warped reality. This is not how Torah Jews view life. If you have a family that's actually committed to learning, committed to being a, a malame, a teacher, a rebbe, that's somebody we have to stand up for. Not just metaphorically, but when a Rebbe walks in the room, I should be standing up. Practically speaking, I think uh, in order to engender more feelings of Kavad HaTorah, both in the sense of having a value and cheshivas and going through the motions that will hopefully be Ma'orah and inspire others, we have to create heroes. We have to have role models. We have to tell stories. I saw in one of the Svarim of Rabbi Gamliel Rabinovich, Tiva Chinuch, he speaks about how incredibly powerful it is to share stories about Gedolim, about Sadiqim, not make believe stories about the Baal Shem Tov flying across the river, but real stories about contemporary people about something that I saw your Rebbe do that I think is so fantastic. You tell stories about the role models. You make heroes. That's how we enhance, that's how we engender real Kovod HaTorah. Now we're all aware, many of us are, of the letter from Rav Hutner where he speaks about the potential downside of reading biographies about Gedola Yisrael. And uh, he says famously, There's an illness that we have amongst us that when we speak about we only speak about their perfection and we look at them as the result of their actions, but we never speak about their struggle. We never speak about the times, the many times they themselves failed. And therefore, there is a danger that if we portray Gedoli Yisrael or our local rebbeim and, and, and leadership as flawless individuals, so there could be a risk of telling a child, you'll never be able to be like that person because they're angelic. They're kodosh mibatin, and you don't have that opportunity. So it's definitely something we have to keep in mind, but I happen to believe that... <clears throat> In our time, in our place, our issue is not going overboard with Gedolim. Our issue is sharing a comment online regarding a psak or a ruling or a hashkafa of supposedly of a Gadol B'Yisrael. Do you know what that means to share a comment about a hashkafa or, or guidance that was given from a Gadol? I'm sharing my comment. <laughs> we live in a world that's so warped. Covered the Torah is, I can't touch you. You want to have a conversation with that person. You want to understand where they're coming from. It's okay. Have a conversation. So I think our concern is not overdoing it, but rather being able to really share stories and, and create role models, healthy role models. The Chassam Sofer actually paskins in a tshuva that one is fulfilling a mitzvah when they share stories about gedolim. Lesaper hu mitzvah gedola. And not just when you're telling the story, 
but if I'm listening to what you're saying, I'm participating in that mitzvah. What is that mitzvah? That's part of Kavodah Torah. Where does Kavodah Torah fall into? What category of mitzvah is it? Any ideas? Which one of the Taryag mitzvahs is Kavodah Torah? Ladovkabo. To be dovak means to connect with Hashem, and the Rambam tells us, based on the Gemara, how do you connect with Hashem? We connect with the Kadosh Baruch Hu through connecting with Talmidei Chachamim, through being around Talmidei Chachamim, through being inspired by Talmidei Chachamim, through basking in the presence, through washing the hands, metaphorically, of Torah giants, as much as we possibly can. I think under the category of Devekis Bahashem and having relationships and association with great people, that's the mitzvah of being machabe the Torah, having that, that feeling of valuing the Torah and sharing it with others. I want to read to you a couple lines here. This is from an article written by Rabbi Ilan Feldman a couple years ago in a Mishpacha magazine where he writes regarding Rav Yaakov Weinberg, Zeicher Tzadik Levracha, the great Rosh Hashiva of Ner Yisrael. He writes about his Rebbe that he was in love with Klal Yisrael. That is to say, he loved the entity, not only the individuals in it. He loved its leaders, the Talmidei Chachamim who directed their people, an accurate story that captured the attitude of a leader of Kalal Yisrael would move him to tears. The line that Rav Yaakov would say was, it's worth being born to hear such a story. It's worth being born to hear such a story. We have to tell stories of tzaddikim, we have to tell stories of gedolim. I remember when I first got to yeshiva, I was in Eretz Yisrael when I was 18 years old, so, it was quite an adjustment from high school to base medrash, full-time learning. But one thing that I was somewhat bothered with was the fact that the Rebbe in the middle of Shir would oftentimes tell stories about the Rosh Hashiva, about the Rosh Hashiva's father, about different interactions with other gedolim. And they were interesting, but I often thought, like, why are we bribing the Vata Torah? <laughs> we have the Sugya to do. Can we just finish the Rashba? Right? What are we doing? And I later learned that there's actually a very strong Masora. Right? There's a very holy tradition to share stories of previous generations, to give us a little bit of that connection, to give us a link to what the Torah world was like going back a few generations ago. It's not just to waste time, but it's to be able to paint a picture where it's more than just the Rashba, it's more than just the Rashi, but I'm part of something so fantastic, I'm part of something so incredibly supernatural, it's Kavara Torah. I, I, I feel the value of it. I want to end with the Rabbeinu Bechaya, source number 16, the Rebbeinu B'chaya writes in his introduction to Parshas V'yishlach that not only when we, uh, we speak about Talmud Chachamim, 
and we praise institutions or people for their chesed or their other wonderful mitzvos. Not only is that a kiyum of Kavod HaTorah, right? We're fulfilling the mitzvah of coming closer to Hashem by associating ourselves with great people. But it's also a simon. It's also an indication of who you are. Right? Sometimes we, we, we don't really know who we are. Is there a litmus test that I could climb into my own head like we mentioned last week? Sometimes, or perhaps always, it's a lot easier to see your nagoyim, your flaws, than my own. So is there some barometer that I could utilize to, to figure out where am I holding in my own ruchnius, in my own growth? Says there, Ben Abachaya, it's pretty simple. What do you speak about the majority of the time? And how do you speak about it? If you find yourself sharing stories and being inspired and being moved, not just about the, uh, the wonderful gadolim and tzaddikim, but what your next door neighbor is doing for her volunteer work in High Lifeline, or what someone else is doing for the neighbor next door, and you're sharing this with your family and friends, and this is on your mind, this is a clear indication that you're doing something right. Your 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 teva internally you're on the right track. And that's why sharing positive things about people, it's mosuk midvash, it's so sweet. Naturally, many of us it takes a lot of work to share positive things about other people. And it's not sweet, but it's actually painful because it's harder to feel as good about myself when I'm really looking in your qualities and I'm sharing that positive information with others. But the Rebbe Nebuchadnezzar says the more we do that and the sweeter it becomes, then we have our own simon, we have our own proof that we're going in the right direction. Kavod HaTorah, we paskin, halachically speaking, is even on a higher level than Limud HaTorah. Right? Going to the airport to greet the Rosh Hashiva coming in town, to be mechabed him, taking off of Seder and learning for such a thing, that's Kavod HaTorah. That comes even before the learning of Torah. Because without proper Kavod HaTorah, the destiny of Klal Yisrael, the appreciation of what the Torah is, is lost. That's what we're mourning during this period. They were lacking the Kavod HaTorah. That's why they couldn't be a link in that chain. The chain of Mesorah needs to be pristine in our appreciation of Torah. But on the other hand, it's also a time of Simcha. This is a time that we work on our own Kavod HaTorah as we develop more of that appreciation and that enthusiasm. It's a Shem to be Makabal the Torah on Shavuos. Okay, Shkoyach.